This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe, your host at EM Weekly, and this week's episode we're going to be discussing a book called The Edge of Disaster and I'm doing this forward to this episode basically because of the things that have changed over the last few weeks since I recorded uh, the review of Edge of Disaster and it really brings this book home and makes it more relevant today uh, than it did just a couple weeks ago And what I'm talking about is the terrorist attack at Manchester, London, uh, what happened in um, Paris with the guy uh, attacking officers with a hammer, uh, and what happened in Iran uh, today uh, regarding the explosion that occurred over there, the terrorist attack from ISIS, and how we really are on the edge of disaster when it comes into terrorism and and what the infrastructure is, um, how fragile we really can be. And as emergency managers and first responders, realizing that it could just take a small act that could really put us all into a, a response that we've never imagined uh, and uh, uh, have not uh, really practiced for. So that's why this book really becomes relevant as into uh, his, Flynn's analysis of what's going on in the world uh, back 2008 and how it's relevant, how this book is relevant in 2017 regarding the same issues that we talked about then. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the review. Uh, Hope you take time to go buy the book or at least think about what this book is about and put some of the suggestions that Flynn has into action uh, regarding uh, terrorism and, and even just infrastructure and disaster response uh, around the country. So enjoy uh, and thank you for listening to uh, Ian Weekly and uh, hope to hear from you. We're going to discuss the book that was written in 2008 or at least published in 2008 called The Edge of Disaster uh, by Stephen Flynn. Uh, even though the book is a little older, uh, I really think that it still has some really good information there uh, as emergency managers on disaster recovery type stuff uh, that we can really uh, get a lot of uh, use out of. So the cool part about The Edge of Disaster, it's uh, free of jargon. It's enriching ideas in both terms of analyzing U.S. security problems and recommending solutions for them, uh, and also... Uh, regarding the infrastructure in the United States. So it really goes into some of these issues that, for lack of a better term, uh, we struggle with for a long time. That's why I, I think this is still a good um, a good book to, to look at, even these many years later. 
So Flynn argues that our top national priority must be ensure that our society and our infrastructure are resilient enough not to break under the strain of natural disasters or terrorist attacks. Right? So let's think about that, for instance. Our infrastructure um, is failing in some areas of the United States. Um, a few years ago, we had that bridge that just collapsed out of nowhere. If you take a look at the roads in Los Angeles, you can tell that they're too narrow for the amount of traffic that we have. And uh, it seems like we could never get in front of that here. I know the same issues in Houston um, and there are uh, other parts of the country where just the roads are just falling apart. So that's our infrastructure um, issues that we're going to discuss. So let's go back to the defense aspect of it first. So in the, in the title of Flynn's sixth chapter, it captures the essence of his philosophy to radically shift the balance of effort between eradicating terrorism abroad and defending it against at home. So the best defense is the good defense. So Flynn notes the degree by which the Bush administration uh, was treating the war on terrorism uh, as an overseas campaign. And he does argue, however, that the war in Iraq is a poster child for terrorism recruitment. And I don't want to get political on this. It's just his ideas here. And now, years later, um, with the Obama administration that came in, and when we pulled out of Iraq, we saw ISIS come up. And now that's our biggest threat uh, internationally is, is ISIS and some of the attacks that occurred here with the lone wolf. I don't have any solutions, obviously. This is just kind of bringing it up here for discussion purposes. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, too, if you, if you want to reach out at the Ask Todd at emweekly.com and, and just kind of let me know what you think about that. But uh, the reason why I, I think it's important to discuss is that we spend a lot of time and a lot of money on our anti-terrorism protection assets, right? I mean, the whole UASI uh, monies that we spend specifically associated with a, a terrorism nexus uh, is, is in the you know, billions of dollars, right? I mean, all the equipment that we purchased over the years uh, specifically had that terrorism nexus to it. Um, you know, so that's, I mean, realistically, this is this is what we're talking about here. Uh, and yeah, this is an emergency management uh, function as well, right? I personally sat on the UASI board in Orange County where we were uh, doling out, or at least recommending we doled out um, X amount of monies of, for different programs. So, you know, I have a working knowledge of, of what I'm talking about here. There's a balance between security investments at home and abroad, and a subject that has yet gained significant attention, right? So in the congressional budget processing, we keep cutting programs to localities, and I, I don't remember the exact numbers that we had, but there were more UASI cities, you know, and every year they keep getting cut, and the budget keeps getting cut. I remember at one point, just right after 9-11, that it seemed like we'd never run out of out of security monies, and, and now it seems like we're struggling again um, and hardening these uh, targets. You know, maybe it is that we've uh, exhausted everything that we can do uh, at the local level regarding hardening um, uh, facilities, but, you know, we're, we're starting to see the softer targets getting hit um, around the world <clears throat> and in the United States, such as the uh, the Pulse uh, nightclub uh you know, uh, malls um, are targets. Uh, you know, we have these. Uh, you know, the the festivals that are occurring. You know, the, in Germany and France, uh, where they attacked um, street fairs and festivals and things like that could happen here in the United States as well. So, what does that mean exactly? 
And I think that if you take a look at Flynn's recommendations from back in 2008, you see that he really, uh, although some of the players might have changed, the, the tactics haven't. And so the, the idea here is, is doing a proper balance between United States efforts, specifically in this book, abroad, and the United States efforts here uh, at home. Um, for those of you that are listening globally, I, I would say the same thing, that there's one of the, I don't have a working knowledge specifically of the efforts of, of uh, anti-terrorism programs in, say, Australia, uh, but what is the balance between the uh, homeland security, for lack of a better term, and the, the, the efforts to keep secure at home. So he goes into a little bit of Afghanistan in this book. And in this particular podcast, I don't really want to focus on, on those issues. Um, not because they're not there, uh, just because I want to really talk about how in emergency management specifically and at home we can deal with things. Let's talk a little bit about his other area, the infrastructure and, natural, and, and national Resilience. This is one of the reasons why uh, the Edge of Disaster is a must-read. Flynn's analysis of the the brittleness of the U.S. infrastructure ranks at the top. So he makes a very persuasive and indeed frightening case after decades of underinvestment uh, in U.S. critical infrastructure that is so vulnerable that it constitutes a threat to national security. So some problems that he addresses are relatively well known, including the um, U.S. power grid. And I'll tell you, from personal experience, we had a power outage here in in SoCal, and I was talking to one of the people from uh, from the power company, and he said that they were just one central station away from from losing, you know, the entire uh, western seaboard. And if you remember what happened with the Canadian issue, where they lost the eastern seaboard, so I mean, these things are known. It's not like they're top secret, you know, no one knows about them. We know that our, our power grid is very um, vulnerable. So, so yeah, so we have to really take a look at that. You know, also our bridges, you know, we, we have a bridge here in in uh, Long Beach, California uh, that is being worked on right now, so there is money being put into it, but the bridge literally is falling apart. They have steel mesh net to pick, to catch the chunks of of the f- bridge that are falling into the uh, into the waterway underneath it, and they've been hitting the cargo ships that are going underneath it. So it's amazing. The answer, the, f- the short-term answer, is putting a steel mesh grid net basically to catch these pieces of, of brick, right? So the puzzle here lies in how to build support for infrastructure. And how do we get it going? I mean, the f- odd part about it is here in California. We're putting money into this high-speed rail that's never been built yet. I mean, billions of dollars are going to go into this thing. It's going to really focus on a small uh, group of people that would be taking this train. And I'm not against public transportation by any means. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm really a big proponent of it. I, I'm from back east, and I I've grew up taking public transportation, so uh, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, however, you know is that the right place to be putting our monies into uh, right now? Okay, so that's just the question I pose. Again, I don't have the answer. I'm not going to tell you, you know, right or wrong or, or, or where we should put the money necessarily in this this discussion. I'd like to hear from you guys what you guys think about it again in the comments section. If you take a look back at, with Dwight D. Eisenhower, he created the infrastructure, or I shouldn't say he did, but his administration created the national infrastructure because he felt that it was essential to national security. 
and he argued that the interstate system would provide enormous economic benefits, especially in the rural areas. So, for Flynn, he thinks Eisenhower's strategy provided a model to show support could be built for uh, this resilience funding. And I, I haven't seen it. I, you know, this is 2008, remember? And it's over two administrations, we still haven't gotten the infrastructure um, monies that we need. And yes, you can see if you live in, in L.A., you can see a lot of money that's being spent on the 405, but these are not, these are widening projects, right? And But there are still roads throughout the uh, country that are falling apart, literally, all right? So, you know, we're talking about three $300 billion a year that we would need just to maintain uh, what we have, not to increase what we have. So that's a lot of money being spent just to maintain, and but there's more that's needed to be done. And again, I, I'm not going to tell you what kind of money should we be spending, you know, and again, you know, budget is always a big deal, right? I mean, you know, as emergency managers, you know, we become the number one fundraiser, right, for our, our own our, our own programs. And this money here that we're talking about would be probably taken away from our programs to go into infrastructure. But however, without infrastructure, how do we respond to emergencies and disasters around our local areas, let alone internationally. So I really think that this book here really is a good primer for discussion. And I really think anybody who is in government should really read this book specifically because it has like a lot of uh, uh, real good details regarding um, the monies that need to be spent. And again, we might have to adjust some of this stuff specifically for uh, uh, where we are with inflation. I mean, I know it was only, what, 10 years ago or so. But still, I mean, 10 years is a, is a lot of time when we talk about money. Anyway, I'm going to leave it here. As far as this book, uh, I highly recommend The Edge of Disaster. If you haven't read it, do so. If you have read it, really, please let me know how you feel. Like I said, this is a community, so I really want to hear what your opinion is on this book. I liked it. I read it. Matter of fact, uh, I recommend this is one of my, my recommended reading for my students at the university and also at the uh, community college. Uh, so, yeah, let me know. So, again, thank you so much for listening for to Ian Weekly, and I look forward to our next discussion. Are you ready for the unthinkable? Call our friends at High Speed Tac Med. They provide custom emergency planning and training that saves lives. With years of experience in law enforcement, search and rescue, responding to and managing large-scale incidents, HSTM will evaluate and prepare written plans, training sessions, drills, and debriefs, leaving you with the necessary tools and experience that can save lives. Call HSTM today to discuss your specific needs, and the staff of High Speed Tac Med will help ensure that you're ready and are in complete compliance. Call High Speed Tac Med today. Day, 805-419-0024. Again, that's 805-419-0024. The friendly staff at HSTM is standing by. Emergencies happen. Whether they're related to medical emergencies, threats of physical violence, weather related, or other. One of the most difficult things during an emergency is to find help and quickly and efficiently communicate with all parties, regardless of whether you're an administrator, law enforcement, or the end user. With Titan HST, we help distort time, 
by creating high-tech yet simple-to-use mobile-based applications that connect you with the people who can help you. At Titan HST, we believe in the power of people. Hi, this is Todd DeVoe, the host of EM Weekly's podcast. If you're trying to reach people in the emergency management and response space, EM Weekly is a place for you to advertise. Each week, we are bringing in guests from around the world to talk about best practices and trends in emergency management and response. We also have the blog on EM Weekly's website and the EM Quarterly e-magazine. For more information, please email brian at brian at emweekly.com. EM Weekly is a division of the WEMT Institute.